seven-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, look at him rumble. Hello, yes, welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Utter Punts. We've officially got more longevity than Aaron Rodgers. At least we made it to the second week of the NFL season. Too soon? Couldn't give a shit. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24-yard attempt. Oh, he hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler of the history of the Chiefs. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness, Bradford, 15-yard penalty, first down. Uh, let's say hello to the Utter Punts MVPs then, shall we? First up, he's a Viking that can actually pull off facial hair straight out of Birmingham. The original Birmingham, not the shit one in the depths of the southern states. It's Big Dave Keane. Hello, Liam. I don't know if it's a bit insulting for our twin city of Birmingham, Alabama. I was, uh... There's actually a thing with Birmingham City fans and the Alabama fans when apparently Houston's the closest city, so the Blues fans started insulting them. They were absolutely vile. Um, quite reminiscent of Philadelphia Eagles fans. Wow, it took him three sentences to have a dig. Sensational. Next up, and next to me here in Manchester, the good one in original England, not the shit one in New England, it's our very own NFL Rayman Dan Horton. I've got fun that live in Manchester in New England. <laughs> It's lovely. <laughs> I am going to be for the high jump, and I couldn't give a monkey's. On the way, we've got our favourite bits of last week, a full preview of the games through to next Thursday. A little look at our stock market game, but we won't be putting too much stock in that. And where you might like to flutter your hard-earned money this week, this is Utter Punts. upset everybody and we barely even started um good um no, i've never seen you so happy well, just, upset everyone. sometimes sometimes you just have one of those days where everybody's getting a bit and so that's what's happening today uh right so this is the start of utter punts proper season has got underway which means that we're rolling out the new running order and the new format properly today so if you've got any feedback at all on what we're doing what you like what you don't like you can keep it to yourselves because we really don't care um no that's not true drop us a message uh, just search for utter punts on either x or instagram we would love to hear from you we do take everything that you say on board and uh, it is nothing without you so thank you very much indeed first up in our new uh, running order is the look back of the week but basically all of us are going to pick one thing that caught our eye in the nfl in the last week and i thought given that we all put them in the group earlier on and i've made an editorial decision the, the right thing to do is for big dave Keane to go first so what caught your eye dave uh it was uh it was everybody's favorite hero aaron Rodgers, finally going down on the full snap of the season with what can only be described as uh quite a severe Achilles tear. Unfortunately, Aaron's had the most severe form of Achilles tear that I'm aware of based on the reports which have come out where it's actually been torn from the bone. If he recovers from this, it will be an impressive feat at his age. Uh, there's not that many records of the sportsman over 40 recovering from the Achilles tear of this type. So it might be the end for Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think it will be. I am. Um, this I, is your. This is your. Back. This is your new music, by the way. Uh, every time you come up with some kind of injury knowledge, Doctor Dave in the house, you get a bit of an oxide and neutrino 
with Bound for the Reload. <laughs> it's a banger. Not, not a casualty feature. I can't. Yeah, no, 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 no. You, uh, we purposely make sure that you couldn't hear it. Um, now it is the casualty theme tune. It, it was just remixed in the mid 90s by a UK garage act called Oxide and Neutrino. Oh my God, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was better than the original. So I, I went with that. Um, it's a shame, isn't it, about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's devastating because, I mean, you you two both spoke last week about what you were looking forward to in, from the off-season. You spoke about Rodgers, we spoke about the Jets, and we spoke about um, how exciting it was that he was on a team that Dave could cheer along for, finally. And um, they were a really exciting young team, and it's it does seem to have taken them in. That, that said, they, they did win, you know. Um, that's helpful. It is helpful. What's more helpful is the fact that it's entirely possible that Aaron Rodgers will now become Obi-Wan Kenobi. He will be more powerful than any of us could ever imagine. <laughs> as he settles in, uh, <laughs> as, as uh, looking after his, his Padawan, young, young Zach Wilson, showing him the ways of the force and balance. And, you know, what it would be a hell of a story, though, if Aaron were able to stay involved with the Jets somehow in some kind of consultancy capacity. I mean, just turning up and being on the sideline would make a difference, right? I, I, think, he, I think he said that. I think he said he's, he's part of the team, that his team. And I think he's going to be involved as and when he, he can be on the side. And I think I think we'll see him with a headset on. To be that, would, would that not be the biggest fairy tale story going? Like if if all of a sudden um, he goes from he sees four snaps, does his Achilles, puts a headset on, and then coaches Zach Wilson to a Super Bowl. Well, Star Wars is the biggest fairy tale going, but yeah, could come second. Star Wars isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> What's he talking? About? Okay, right, history Vader's good point, well made. Could be real. Good. Uh, I mean, this has started with such a tetchy vibe. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. Um, leading on from the Aaron Rodgers stuff, which it will come up again and again as, as we go over the, the course of this podcast because of the nature of it and because we'll be looking back and looking ahead to the Jets. So um, it, will, it will become important. I've gone with the debate that this has also sparked, which is the grass versus turf debate, which has been raging all of this week and this is really interesting too almost to a player they prefer to play on grass the nfl keeps saying to them we can't do it it's not possible and then 26 of the of the stadia are going to roll out grass for the world cup or mm. something ridiculous that's coming which means that it is perfectly feasible it's just that the nfl are choosing not to do it the reason that this is important <laughs> The data absolutely shows that artificial turf causes more injuries. And more importantly, it causes more non-contact injuries. So those injuries that are picked up outside of a tackle, they are your sprains, your strains, your ligaments, your ACLs, your tears. All of those are more likely to occur on artificial grass than they are on real grass. And it's, it's crazy. Your cleats, your studs will grip differently depending on what surface you're playing on. So all of a sudden you'll either grip or you'll slip and that will be different on different parts of the artificial turf that you're playing on. It can be different in different areas of the stadium. On top of that, you've got all of the skin injuries. As soon as you go sliding across that turf, you're losing the top layer of skin. That cannot be hygienic. There's absolutely no give in this 
artificial turf. Well, the problem is, I mean, you, you, you giggle, but somebody somebody has an infection, slide across, take the top layer of skin off, somebody else does exactly the same in the same area, all of a sudden you've got cross-contamination problems. It, it's something that's got to be considered. Surely, why are you laughing? Why are you starting? Don't start with me! No, no, first of all, if they've got an infection, they're probably not playing. Um, <laughs> and secondly, I don't think anyone's ever missed a game for an infection. Um, I, I completely agree with you. I never have. The, just playing devil's advocate, the reason they don't do it in the NFL and it's, it's a it's a reason the NFL make most of their decisions and you can you can love them or, or loathe them it's a product right so they sell a product they sell a product year in year out and it's the most popular product that's ever sold is, is American football TV rights and playing on grass slows the game down and if you're playing on grass so MetLife for example it's a split stadium and SoFi Stadium is a split stadium if they were grass they'd be they'd be played on every week now the, the best example I can give you of how um, American football tears up a grass field is Wembley. Look at the Wembley games. Whenever there was any inclement weather, then they played the Wembley game, and then after after a football game, it was atrocious. They couldn't play on it, and the product suffers. And ultimately, the NFL make a decision that the players are expendable, but the product isn't. That's why it's made the decision, and so, and they can so, play, and they can do it for the World Cup, Liam, because the World Cup's going to be one game every three or four days. And my question then is, why is it fifty fifty? Why is it not 70-30 or 80-20 or 90-10? Why is it 50-50? Well, Be because of the cut because a wet field in the conditions they play in tears up and the product goes away. You and you couldn't possibly have a yeah, playoff I, game. I get that, but but you know, imagine the Chiefs, you know, but if you're going to apply that the, standard, surely yeah. you apply it across the league, not at half your stadium. Well, but people play in domes, is, which is, makes it slightly different. The, 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 there's a slightly different element to this as well, which is the different climates across the states as it's well, massive. which 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 basically means that you've got a situation. I think it's perennial ryegrass is the most common grass which is used for pitches in both soccer and American football. But in certain areas, that doesn't grow very well. So there is a reason as to why you might need to to, to be able to deviate somewhat and have a different form of pitch. Um, but I think. Being honest, I think the main reason why they, they push for the for the astroturfs of any type is, is simply cost. It's so much easier to maintain. If you uh, football pitches in this country or soccer pitches, like as uh, Americans would call them, they're wrong. Uh, but like they, they have to be maintained. They take experts to maintain them. They take Kyle, and it would be even more difficult to maintain. You'd have thought for American football if it wasn't for the fact that they only have to play what nine, ten games a year on that pitch. Um, so you'd have thought it should be more than viable for Russia Bell to do it. I'm, I'm on Liam's side of it. I, I, I think that they, that they basically are doing it based on cost. Um, even with the AstroTurf, there's different levels of, of, of AstroTurf as well that they can use. Um, some of them are actually shown to be really quite stable, but they have more expensive ones. And then there's others which are cost-effective and were deemed to be reliable, um, much like one which I think is at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, but that actually does what you were talking about, yeah. Liam, where he zips around the cleats yeah. on an irregular basis. So it's tricky. The pitch, don't they? Yeah, Spurs changed the pitch. Now, that, that's, pitch, that's really interesting to me. Like, for, for, a, for a team like... I don't know. Let's Minnesota's a good shout because of the because of the weather in Minnesota being so change, changeable, or, or Green Bay even, where you can have some days where it's 25, 26 Celsius and and, and sunny, and some days where you've got six feet snowdrifts. Mm -hmm. If you had the ability to change 
You know, if you've got a terrible week coming up and you know that you're not going to be able to get your grass ready, then you switch it out for your turf pitch because you know that, I don't know. It just, it just I, feels I to me, it just feels to me like it, players mm. prefer playing on grass and the injuries, the injuries are less when playing on grass than when they are on turf. It's interesting that out of the three of us, Dan is the one that's gone actually sided more with the NFL making a decision to go with with turf, with artificial grass, because you love a quick game, don't you? And funnily enough, it ties into exactly what you're going to talk about this week. Yeah, it, may, it makes for a better spectacle, ultimately. And that's I, whether I agree with it or not is a different matter. I don't, I don't particularly agree with that. I think it should be played, and the players should be safe because I'm not an idiot. But I tell you why the why the NFL make that decision. It's because of it's because they sell a product that is fast paced and the fastest paced game in the world. And listen, that's why we love the game, right? So um, injuries are injuries. That you know, it, it does also stop people talking about concussions, which is. Um, handy. Here, here's one for you. Have you ever thought about? Have you ever thought about the possibility of a game being played on the nice. set up for a kids' playground? You know, with that like nice, flexible sort of like tarmac oh, rubber, stuff yeah. with a bounce <laughs> in it, and, and, and then some wood chippings over the top. I reckon that'd be quick, and it would be you see them kicking up the wood chipping. It'd be great, Dan. If that all looked like Billy Wiz, that's what you want, mate. Yeah, I mean, I, I I also love a snow game. You know, the first snow game of the year is always a treat, isn't it? Christmas is around the corner, and you get the you know the buffalo or whatever playing in the snow. Um, but I, and I think you know I I agree that they, they all should be playing the same surface, but they're not. And America's such a vast country, you you simply can't get the same surface all over that all over that with, to last the season when we played the game through their winter. And some of the temperatures are extreme. You know, the, last year we had forty degree heat in Miami one week and minus twenty in Denver the next. You, there isn't a surface that does both. Well, there is. It's just not a natural one. Yeah, exactly. Which is why they play on turf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, crazy. Uh, wide receivers, Dan. <laughs> yeah, so what, what caught my eye was some of the stats that came out from the wide receivers in week one. And, it, you know, Tyreek Hill, 215 yards. Stefan Diggs, 100 yards. You know, Justin Jefferson, 150 yards. Brandon Ayuk, 129 yards. Ridley, 100 yards. Alave, 100 yards. Paku and Kua, 100 yards. Tutu Atwell, 100 yards, but both play for the Rams, both rookies. Shows how good Matt Stafford is, I suppose. Um, and I looked at the... Um, that's without mentioning players like Garrett Wilson's one-handed catch where he passes it to himself with one press coverage on him in the end zone. Pass, he basically intercepts a Zach Wilson pass, doesn't he, to, to catch it one-handed in the end zone. And then you've got players who weren't involved, Jamar Chase, you know... There's players all over the... You know, Devontae Adams, you're not mentioning yet, he's had not a big game. And I looked at the stats for last year... And last year was the, the, the highest number of wide receivers ever to have over a thousand yards receiving. Okay, so there's 22 last year. Wow, which is a vast amount. That's nearly one per team. Now a couple are obviously on the same team. So Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, both had a thousand yards. So there's, but it means unless you're a, unless you've got a thousand yard receiver, you're you're not competing. Except this year when Patrick Mahomes is the only one that really hasn't got one, and he's the best quarterback. Um, so is it good quarterback play? Well, the best quarterback hasn't got one. So I would say not. And I looked at the list this year. I think it'll be more. So I'm going to put a little challenge out to Dave and Liam and say, I'm going over 24, so 24 and a half, Oof. thousand yard receivers by the Super Bowl, and you both buy me tea. Okay, so I'm going to so change the this, parameters of this. this really not, it's my rule. <laughs> right. No, because, because I've been thinking like hard about it. Accept or reject? Uh, <laughs> over or under? 
I'm going well, over. Let, 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 let's have a conversation here because I think the only reason there is this proliferation of the wide receivers who are getting over a thousand yards a year is because of the rule changes which have come in over the past few years, which means the defensive backs can no longer hit them. Um, so I don't think it's anywhere near as big an achievement. In fact, I would go so far as to say I think that the new 1,000 yard receiver is more 1,600 yards. I think that the, the amount of protection, the amount of. Um, scheming and the change in the in the tempo of the NFL in favour of the offence is what's generated it. So I don't think a thousand yards is actually a particularly high benchmark. In fact when when I hear about Mike Evans being meant to be on a great streak because he's got what is it seven seasons in a row with over a thousand yards receiving. One of them was a thousand and one. I could just to put that in context. Still pretty just, good. It's just, still something just, no one else has ever done. I um Justin Jefferson did that in what the first eight, nine games of his career. Um, and, okay, that's, that's and, and, and 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 he's already got Kirk Cousins. Um, so it, imagine imagine if he had a, an actual quarterback who did try and pick him in the second half. I'm so, yeah, I'm, I'm not I get, sure. That I get what you're saying. It's relevant. Anymore. I get what you're saying that it's a more offensive game, right? Last week was the lowest week one point total in the history of the game. So, um, and also the rules haven't changed last year to this year. So the rules are absolutely relative from last season, 22, to this season, more. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you here and say that if I saw this bet on any major betting site, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole because it's too it's too close to call. So how about I just keep providing you with the nice red wine that I've provided you with this evening to do the podcast and I don't buy tea at the end of the year and you just end up being proved right anyway. Okay. Yeah, dear. I will be tracking it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay. Um, we are going to take a little look at our stock market in a minute, but just before we go there, <clears throat> wanted to talk about endzonekit.co.uk, who have, again, joined with Utterpunts to be uh, a partner with us this season, and it's brilliant because it's good for you and it's good for us too. You get 15% off at, in fact, why am I telling you? Here's Renee from Endzonekit. Hey everybody, it's Renee, the American half of endzonekit.co.uk, coming to you from my basement in Denver, where I've been listing some stuff and getting it ready to go out with me next week to the London games. So right now at Endzone Kit, we are having a sale on all of the teams that are coming to the international games, including the ones in Germany. They're already marked down on our website, 10%, where you can find kit from newborn sizes all the way up to adult 3XL+, and also a whole bunch of cool fan cave kit. Right now also, since we're in collaboration with the Utter Punts, we can give you an additional 15% off if you use the coupon code PUNTS at checkout. So you're gonna be saving lots of money and you'll be able to feed your NFL addiction or NCAA as it were as well. Anyway, uh, it's been a long summer. Russell Wilson is looking better. However, we still lost by one point to a division rival over the weekend, which hurts just as bad as losing by 40 points to a division rival, right Liam? Oh, speaking of Liam, <laughs> how about that? A foam head for you. And Dan. A foam head for you too, Baltimore Ravens. So I'll be bringing these out next week. 15% off. Endzonekit.co.uk coupon code PUNTS. See you guys next week. Bye. 
uh, Renee from endzonekit.co.uk. I'm questioning whether there was any real reason to have her do a video when all she was basically going to do was set about me. In fact, it might. I was editing these videos earlier and getting everything ready for the podcast. It might have been Renee that put me in this absolute stinker of a mood that I've been in to start insulting everybody in the first place. Uh, endzonekit.co.uk. Punts is the code that you need at checkout. P-U-N-T-S. Uh, and, and if you want to get 15% off, that's the way to do it. Loads and loads of good stuff on there as well at the moment, including some bargain basement stuff in there too so uh, go and have a look and uh, and see whether there's anything that you fancy uh, right stock market game this has kept us uh, entertained this afternoon hasn't it trying to figure out exactly <laughs> how we were going to measure a week by week progress on what is essentially an end of season ranking well <clears throat> i think we've, we've tried we just needed to shake out a little bit Liam. week yeah. four does seem no, the most likely let's, time let's not put the horse before the cart I, I think this story is worth telling. Dave, <laughs> Dave sent a, a website and said, this place is doing it for us. So I did the maths incorrectly and sent it all back where I was losing. And I thought, that sounds about right. I don't win anything on this podcast, so therefore <laughs> it must be there or thereabouts. Dan was winning, and I thought, yeah, that also makes sense. Anyway, turns out that A, the maths was wrong, but B, the website providing the statistics was wrong. So then we all decided that we were going to do our own statistics using various different metrics. Look, the long and the short is it's fucked. So there's really <laughs> there's really no point in talking about it other than to say I'm on winning. almost every metric I'm losing and one of these two is winning. I'd like to say that I've, on reflection, I've realised why Dave picked what he picked. Yes, because it put him ahead. No. Titans play the Ravens at Wembley, at, at Tottenham, and he's going and he knows I'm going. So he's picking yeah. them to annoy me. He's yeah. picked the Browns, who, let's be honest, are not no like fans of the Ravens, are they? So they, they don't really exist, so he hates them. Who else did he pick? Who was uh, the Broncos and the The Broncos, because he wants free stuff off Renee. You don't even know his name, because you didn't mention him in the video. <laughs> True story. Um, <laughs> that's very fair. And he teams to pick down with the Eagles. He, L2 emotive, Dave. That's all it was. Well, Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to provide content. Like I'm, I'm getting old. He's still talking. <laughs> we tried to play a stab and stop him talking. He was still going at the end of it. Uh, right, moving swiftly on. We're going to get um, going to get some previews for the next few games we're going to split these into two okay so we're going to do preview part one and preview part two first will be chiefs at jags jets at cowboys and dolphins at patriots then we'll have a little bit of a break because there's something that um i need a little bit of help with and uh you two have kindly agreed that every week you're going to try and put me uh, a little bit better informed in terms of the nfl so we're going to do that in coaching corner in just a second first though uh, let's start with kansas city chiefs at jacksonville 17th of september six o'clock at everbank stadium um i this is a clash of two quarterbacks for me here mm. two of the big premier quarterbacks as they would say in the states trevor lawrence threw two touchdowns last week patrick mahomes had a sub 80 rating i cannot remember the last time mahomes ended up with a sub 80 rating but travis kelsey looks like he could be back and that means Option number one, first choice target for Patrick Mahomes is back in is back in red. So I don't know um, who wants to go first. Dan, do you want to yeah. tell me where I'm wrong? Uh, well, Mahomes' passer rating would have been better if Kadarius Tony had two hands. Yeah. 
Um, because <laughs> some of those intercept, the, 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 yeah. the, the interception wasn't interception on, on Patrick Mahomes at all, and the ball was in Tony's hands on three occasions. That probably would have been about another 80 yards, probably would have been at least maybe one more touchdown, and his rating would have been fine, and the Chiefs would have won the game. Um, despite that, the, the Lions ran them pretty close. Now, I think I think the Jags' offense is very similar to the Lions. I think it's maybe slightly better. The Jags are at home. I think Lawrence is definitely an upgrade on Goff. Um, but the Jags' defense doesn't look good. Um, so I don't think they'll cause the same problems to the Chiefs that the Lions did. And they, the Lions did cause them problems, regardless well, of Kelsey being or not. The Lions gave the Chiefs a right game. 43% of plays Mahomes was pressured on. 43%. Yeah. When was the last time Mahomes was pressured 43% of that plays? Super Bowl against the Bucks, I think, when, was, when he ran about incredible. 300 yards behind yeah. the line of scrimmage. Um, and yet you're still surprised that the Chiefs didn't win the game, right? Because And they probably should have still won the game. So... The, you know, the rumors of the Chiefs' demise are probably overrated. That said, I, I really like the Jags. I think them. I think the fact that Calvin Ridley looks so good um, in, in his first game for the Jags, having had nearly eighteen months out of the game, um, he looked absolutely razor sharp. And giving Lawrence a player like him, you know, if you gave if you gave Calvin Ridley to the Chiefs, they'd be Super Bowl favorites by a mile. Um, and I think the Jags can cause the Chiefs a massive problem on defense. I think this would be a high-scoring game. Um, the, the spread's silly. Um, I know we don't really talk about the, the bet until later on, but the, the, the Jags are getting seven points at home. Um, and Travis Kelsey had some blood drained out of his knee today, so there's no guarantee he's playing. And if the, Chief, the Chiefs got to look at this and say, this is a long season for them. They're, they're, they're thinking about January. They don't really care about September because they know they'll get there. And it's about getting there in one piece and playing. So will Travis Kelsey be risked? Will he be 100% if he does? Will he play? Um I think Patrick Mahomes will find a way, but I, I think the Jag, I can see the Jags winning this, and I'm, I'm probably going to go with the Jags. It? It's interesting that you talk about Calvin Ridley. I, I noted down the statistics from last week. He was eight from eleven targets, 101 yards, and a mm. touchdown. I, against that against that Chief side, that can be stingy at times. Dave, there's, there are some there are some positives here for the Jags, but this is a Patrick Mahomes that might be slightly frustrated with the way things went last week. And we know that sometimes he has the ability, I say sometimes, I mean all the time, to bounce back and, and snap back pretty hard, doesn't he? Look, everything comes back to a mean, right? And Kadarius Tony last week uh, probably had the worst game of his career. Um, I don't think there was any doubt in Patrick Mahomes' mind that he's a better player than that. And I think they'll be looking to try and prove it pretty much for the rest of the season. So if you can get someone to let you have Kadarius Tony in a fantasy league on the cheap, now's the time to do it. Invest while the stock's low. Only a particular fall would allow it to happen for an injury pro player like, for example, Michael Thomas, I don't. Uh, but like, quite frankly, there's, uh, there's every chance in the world that, that, that Mahomes basically tries to make an example of the fact that Kadarius Tony is this guy. Um, I'm pretty sure that's why he was kept. And I, I can see the, the return of, is it Chandler Jones is back? Chris Jones, Chris Jones, Chris Jones, contract, Chris, 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 contract yeah, Chris, extension, yeah. Yeah, Chris Jones is back now, so that's the, the pretty much the, the, the defensive leader on that side of the ball back in there. I think they'll be looking to try and make an example of things. Um, I'd expect Kelsey to play if it's possible for him to play. 
I personally think they'd be sensible to keep him out for a little bit um, and not not try and get him back too early because I think it would be more important for them to have him ready towards the back end of the season. I think they'll be able to overcome the deficiencies that they've got because they have Patrick Mahomes. And I genuinely don't think that the Jags are going to be able to put him under pressure on 43% of dropbacks because we know every year that in the NFL, the, the, the O-line struggle with the defences particularly on week one. Um, and I think they'll, they'll be at least a little bit better than that. And I can't see Tony dropping another three three balls and, and having five misses on completions that are due to him either like miscatching it, giving it to the opposition or, or stopping his route early. How, I think how, how long until Patrick Mahomes just decides to stop throwing that direction? Like if he drops if he drops one of the first three inside... <laughs> Inside the start of the that game, is does Patrick Mahomes just go? Nope, not doing this anymore. Tony, we, Tony's a big part of the game because he, the catches he dropped, but he only had five targets in week one, you know, and that's that was without Travis Kelsey. So it, for me, I, I'd trade him away if I had him because his market share—he was worth having in week one. His market share is going to drop markedly when Kelsey's back. Um, I thought, I, Rash, think, I thought Rishi I Rice. I think you'll maintain the market share, Dan. I've, uh, and I think the market share was low because he, he was out all season, injured himself, which I think is the reason why he was slightly behind the, the time. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Rishi Rice, the rookie, looked good. I think I don't think Sky Moore looked too impressive. Uh, no. And Noah Gray, the other backup tight end, isn't that good? So they ne- they need Kelsey back, and they need a run game because um, the run game was not was non-existent against the against the Lions, and it allowed the Lions to tee off. Listen, I like the Lions. I think the Lions are much better. I think the Lions would beat the Jags, but I think at home, the Jags have the advantage. I really do. Okay, picks then. Dave, who are you going for? I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Dan? Jags. I'm going to go Jags as well. I just, um, I don't know why. Home home maybe. Maybe I think, you know, Jawan Taylor's a little bit of a... Great, yeah, great shout. A little bit of a weakness on that left side. Yeah, a little bit of a weakness maybe. Because just has a the the tendency for his attention to wander, and and I wonder whether that allows. He was lining up offside the whole game. <laughs> the whole game. Like, <laughs> the whole game, and then they finally called him on it, and he looked horrified and shocked. That was quite funny. Yeah, but yeah, the whole sure. game he was offside. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to go Jags. So we've um, we've got an overall majority going Jags there, but Dave has just uh, Dave has just saved us maybe by going with the Chiefs. <clears throat> Uh, Jets at Cowboys now. This is interesting, isn't it? Jets off the back of a good win. Cowboys off the back of something. Uh, at AT and T on <coughs> nine twenty. Yeah, we're, we're not mentioning it. Uh, nine twenty five. Uh, do you know? I, I thought to myself, we're now be- we've now become a preview podcast where we don't look back at the games. I thought I was going to get away with not having to talk about it. Let me tell you, the next this next week's TV games include both the Cowboys. And the Giants, which means I've got to talk about it twice. Not even yeah. once, I've got to talk about it twice. Uh, it's as if we planned it. Yeah, I know. Jet Set Cowboys, uh, 17th at 9.25 in the evening at at and Is this a battle of what last week was two very good Ds, Dave? Um, I mean, how many offensive touchdowns were thrown by either team last week? Was it one apiece? If I ever remember rightly, I yeah. should have looked this up. Yeah. But I know, I know that Dak only threw one. Um, I'm assuming that, 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 that Zach only threw one as well. So like, a lot of the point scoring came from special teams and, and defense. So that it's going to be it's going to be weakness versus strength and, and weakness versus strength, and then interesting to see who comes up on the on the right side of the special teams play. Um, did you spot the um, the hard knocks wide receiver 
taking taking the punt for the house with a win yeah. as well. By the way, uh, Liam. No. Well, 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 yeah, it was one one of the young lads that did it. Oh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Cracking debut for him. Um, I, I I think it's going to be a war of attrition. I think I need yeah. to see more from Dak. Uh, it worries me that they were so reliant on the run game. Um, and I think that if they have one-dimensional against the Jets, they will, they will be in trouble. Um, I'm expecting it to be a lot low, a, a very low-scoring game. And I'm not quite sure who will come out on top, apart from the fact that I do think the galvanising impact of the Aaron Rodgers thing means that you'll probably have to kill the Jets in order to, to beat them at the moment. So yeah. I'm going to go with the Jets. How big is is losing Rodgers, actually? I mean, Wilson came back, he throws a touchdown, an interception, 140 yards, ends up with a rating of 81. Probably not your first choice, but not a terrible backup, is he? I, I like that Wilson. Yeah, I, I think I think I, I still think with if if their dream came true and he could sit two years behind Aaron Rodgers and learn and come in, you know, like like Rodgers did behind mm. Favre and like like Lovers done behind Rodgers, you can see that that would be a positive effect because he's got all the talent. He's, he's got he's got absolute cannons at Wilson as an arm and he's quick and he's elusive. He's just scrambled in the head, um, and I don't looking at when he came in, you, you get the it's, it's become the Zach Wilson classic move. It's the pirouette backwards um, figure of eight. That he does, where he backs out and he backs out and he turns around and he turns around and and what he did do on Sunday on Saturday night was he did on Sunday night sorry was he did get the ball he did throw the ball away he did re, rather than taking a thirty yard sack and throwing it to a New England Patriot. Um, Zach Wilson's okay and I think as long as the team get behind him the problem he had last year was the team back the, the team well, game he, he he made a comment didn't he after the after a game where he against the Patriots game wasn't it and they said you take any of that blame yourself and he said no and I think he, that that lost the locker room massively I think I think. Aaron Rodgers has worked hard with him to get the locker room back, and you could see players like Alan Lazard, even Garrett Wilson, sort of really rallying to him on mm. on Sunday, which yeah. was great to see for a young for a young lad. Um, so I think he has got a future. Listen, I think the Jets had a tough opening anyway. So starting with against the Bills, against the Cowboys, they've got the Patriots next week. Then I think they've got the Dolphins. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so they're playing three of. If the Patriots have got a good defense, it looks like they have. You've probably got three of the top five defenses in the league you're playing because the Bills are good, the Cowboys are very good, and the Patriots are always good, and the Patriots always beat the Jets. So even with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets should have probably taken two and two to start the year. Yeah, um, they've got one of those already. So I don't think they win here. I think this is no, too tight to call, but I, I think Dave's absolutely right, and this is an under, 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 less than under, under game, and it's thirteen. Just 10, in case one you were, yeah, if you were just wondering, go under. Um, Cowboys seven sacks. And a 62% quarterback pressure against the Giants last week. It's not going to be as straightforward against the Jets, but the Jets, the Jets don't but, don't have your. Well, is it Alan Neal? The, 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 the is it your right tackle and your yeah, right guard are uh, frankly non-existent? And well, also, didn't didn't you also you lose your left tackle to injury in the game I as well? It's not going to be the same. No, but the point is that you know that Cowboys defense is not to be messed with at the best of times anyway. And they're coming off the back of what is an absolute stormer. The biggest shutout win in Cowboys history. Seven sacks and a 62% quarterback pressure is ridiculous. They're coming in, tails up, attitude exactly where it needs to be. It could make life difficult for the Jets. Listen, the biggest weakness the Jets have got isn't a quarterback. It's their offensive line. And, you know, they said last year that it was the offensive line that cost them. Um, when they had Zach Wilson, listen, the offensive line is the reason that Aaron Rodgers isn't playing in this game. Mm -hmm. They could not protect him for four snaps, nope. let alone a season. So the Cowboys are going right up against the weakness of the Jets, and which I think gives them the advantage. The only 
The chance the Jets have got to see if, if, if their defense keeps them in this game and they keep frustrating the Cowboys, especially at home, and putting and making sure that the Cowboys have got long fields to play and that the crowd turn against them and get frustrated. And their defense then is back on the field every time the defense start getting frustrated and start overcommitting. I can see the Jets keeping this really tight. I can see them nicking it, but I'll take the Cowboys at home. Okay, I'm also going to take the Cowboys, but it's going to be tight. I agree. At so some it's point, not the first time we've seen the Cowboys do this to a team, by the no, way. It's not. I had to sit through them doing this exact thing to the Vikings last season when they beat us 43. I will say and that. then the following week, they played the Giants and only beat them by eight points, and it was a much closer and tighter game. So just because they have given someone a shellacking this week who's not O-line, yeah. wasn't able to actually conduct any kind of pass protection, Correct. doesn't mean they'll do the same next uh, week. I, the only, the only uh, flight in the ointment for the Cowboys might be um, the one man that you would like under a Hail Mary at the moment, and that is Garrett Wilson. Um, hmm. So we will we will wait and see what happens. Look forward to that 9.25 on Sunday. The Sunday late game at one twenty in the morning is at Gillette Stadium, and this is a tasty old affair, isn't it? Isn't this going to be a good one? Miami Dolphins at New England Patriots. Tyreek Hill, ladies and gentlemen, last week, <laughs> 11 for 15 on receptions, 215 yards and two touchdowns. The Dolphins had five players with more than 40 yards. Tua went 466 yards, three touchdowns, 110 rating, and over 10 yards per attempt last week. Good luck, Bill. That's what I'm going to say, Dan. <laughs> it's a very old saying, right? That's got a bit old, got very old uh, uh, since Brady's left, actually. That uh, Bill Belichick takes away your strongest weapon. <laughs> he takes away your biggest threat, and then you've got to deal with it. Which one? Let me tell you, he's never taken away Tyreek Hill. He's, whether he played for the Chiefs or the Dolphins, Bill, Bill Belichick has had nightmares about Tyreek Hill, and this isn't going to be any different. This Patriots team was flattered um, on, on Sunday because they got close to the Eagles. This is the Patriots. They, they used to be good. Remember, they were good. Um, we got close to them at home. They were 16-0 down in about five minutes, and then the Eagles just basically put the ball up the jumper for the rest of the game and thought this is like a nice uh, preseason game. The Dolphins have gone out to destroy them here. They, 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 they've lost plays in the secondary. I think one of the one of the corners is out for New England, so who'd you cover? <laughs> they have five players with more good than 40 luck. yards. You know, you can't cover them no. when, you're, when you're fully staffed. I... Is there a little bit of, is there a little bit of hope in there because the Pats O line hasn't been that terrible in terms of you know Mac Jones went more than three hundred and three touchdowns last week, or is that was or Dave was it as Dan said a bit flattering? It's a bit flattering, but at the same time, the only reason is Mac Jones is a man who I want him to do well, but when I'm watching him play and I see him trying to hit a flat out and I can count. <laughs> the number of seconds of the ball is in the air. And I'm watching the defender converge on his poor wide receiver. And I'm thinking, you, my friend, need to go and spend a bit of time with Richardson and just learn how to try and put velocity on everything. And then you can wind it back in because <laughs> so, so his, his arm strength doesn't look to be there sometimes, um, which is a crying shame because, like I say, I think he's a top bloke. Uh, and I honestly think that he does want to do things the right way as a quarterback. And Maybe they need to gear things back a little bit and start playing two strengths more. But they, they, they actually pushed the Eagles pretty hard, I thought. I mean, there was exchanges about them being dead and buried within the only five or ten minutes of the game. But, I mean, in the, at the end of the day, they, they <laughs> brought it up to the last minute. Um, they're not going to allow Tua 
to sit in the pot- pocket like he did last week, are they? They can't. He, he there was there was me. no pressure on on Tua last week at all. He literally dropped off five yards and had all the time in the world every single snap. Well, they they started off running the ball, and we'll come to sort of the the game plan of these things in a little bit. But they started off running the ball, so the the, the Chargers were stuck in no man's land. Do, do they do they go forward? Do they move back? Do they cover? And as soon as you move forward to stop the run. You, you, you're wide open over your head, and, and even though the, the charges are very good on the back end, you just can't stop. Speed kills, and they have got the fastest team, the fastest offense in the league. Yeah. And also, they protect Tua really well, and I don't think the Patriots have got that good of a pass rush um, to really put Tua under too much pressure when he gets the ball out so fast. N- normally, to get to get a player to open downfield, it takes five, six, seven seconds to develop. Tyreek Hill's there in three, so... Tua just drops back and launches it, and Tyreek Hill will catch it oh, uh, and eventually. And I don't, I don't know. I, we started last season by, by me saying the, the Dolphins would whack the, pay, the whack the Pats, and I think the Pats will start owing two, and the Dolphins will destroy them. Yeah. Yeah. I think this could be forty odd. Uh, I I think so too. I think it could be a very wide margin. I'm going Miami, Dave. Mm. Yeah, it's Miami. I mean, two is awesome. My only concern area is it's the Pats. Concussion. So they, they get every break in the game. So I can see this being a two is down within the, the first quarter when they're 40 nil up and the you know Mike White comes not, in and the Pats win. Not after his jiu-jitsu training, This is the Pats, mate. <laughs> this, things happen. Yeah, no, he's had jiu-jitsu training, hasn't he? I forgot about that. Yeah. Let me make so a note no, just, Yeah, just write that down. Two yeah, has had fine. jiu-jitsu training. Two is fine. No, no more concussion. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. To be fair to you've gone to a dojo. I, I do admire it because he's done everything that he thinks is possible to yeah. try to protect himself. And, you know, even if it ends up only being a psychological thing, that's a good thing in its own right because you don't want to be going on an NFL field worried about anything. So, Ponce are going Miami, uh, and Miami is what it is. We will do part two of our previews very shortly on the way. <clears> it's Coaching Corner. Can I get a bit of stab action, Andy? <laughs> Just in case you were wondering, um, producer Andy is pressing the buttons today. So um, if you see me sort of making lewd gestures at him, as you will have done in the first sort of five minutes of the video version of this podcast, um, it's because he forgot to turn Dan's microphone on. means that he wants me to move on and I'm not sure I'm ready to move on I think I just want to I can't hear him it's okay. like no, it's fine. someone underwater to me what? yeah what? who yeah. knows? I do what? no one was talking oh uh, uh, right that'll be it then yeah this is why you can't hear anything jeez can't even have a laugh anymore can you? Can't have a... <laughs> one of us ends up ruining it I don't know what's happening. You know, try and use the audio and craft something beautiful and make people laugh and then got to change your Viking and go, can't hear anything. Dude, um, why are you wearing a Giants jersey? I thought you were a Bears fan. Uh, no, that's what you two would like to make people think. It's not actually true. Get back in your box, please, Dave. Thank you. Um, pick, right, coaching pick, corner. Picked them pretty quick last week. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um <laughs> Every week, I would like to just go over some of the things that maybe, if you're relatively new to the NFL, a bit like I am, not, not you know, died in the wool like these two, sometimes things are said, and I think that I understand what's going on, and I don't actually understand what's going on, and play action is one of those things, right? So you hear it mentioned all of the time, and are still, 
it's one of those that I think I know what it means, but I don't think that I actually know what it means. So will you two please explain it to me? Dave. <laughs> so play action is where there's a particular play that they're going to do. And just before they do it, someone shouts action. And then they, they all run into a particular sort of like routine that they've already set up. So like, for example, with the Vikings, it's always pre-scripted play. <laughs> If we could slowly fade him out, that would be really handy. <laughs> okay, I'll go, shy. <laughs> play action, Liam, is where you fake a run and actually throw a play pass. And there's a variety of reasons as to why you might want to do that. Dan, would you like to highlight some of the reasons as to why? And also, just before you do go, Dan, I will make the point, it's not actually necessary to get the run game going in order to sell play action. No, statistically it just works like you don't have to hammer some of the rock up up, up the middle and then start doing it explain the reason behind it you're gonna have to rewind run that past me again play action is what so play action is your quarterback takes the ball usually from behind center he turns around as if he's going to hand the ball off to the running back but he doesn't so the defense plays the run so they come forward the quarterback usually bootlegs to one side, and that's the, what mm -hmm. you normally see. You normally see him hand off like this. The running back goes that way, the defense goes that way with him, and the pass rush follows. The quarterback then bootlegs around, so turns around to the side. It has a bit more time because the defense is attacking the running back. Because if you think about it, from a we, we see it on TV, and we yeah, know yeah. he's got the ball. From my level, you don't know he's got the ball. And if the the, the line play it as a, a run, okay? So they, they don't yeah. block like they would in the past. They run, so they run block. So the linebackers the edge uh, and even the safeties will move up to, to block the run and stop the run the quarterback yeah. bootlegs out and he has usually then some time to find a player downfield because everyone else is playing to the run the wide receiver is streaming Tyreek Hill is a prime example um, and he gets past the back at the secondary of the defence and he's open and the quarterback will hit a big play to that the, yeah. the, what you tend to want to do with a, with a play action is the, the beauty of it is that you can you you do it and they say you, they do say you need to establish the run to do it because it convinces the team that you're going to run, especially on a lower down. So normally, first and ten is a run play generally because it's safe, right? So you want to try and run. If you could, if you could run four yards a game, a four yards a play every game, you'd win because you'd, you'd never give the ball back. Okay. Yeah. And you never need a fourth down. You never put the ball away. So if you can run and run and run, then they have to play the run to stop you because it just drains the clock and you don't get the ball back. So if you can convince them that you're going to run the ball and you convince them by running run plays and setting up in exactly the same way, defense see that look and go, they're running, especially if it's first and 10, or if it's like a second and three where you're just going to try and get the three yards and then yeah. get another set of downs. Um, if you can convince me you're going, to, you're going to run it and you pass it, you can hit big plays because the defense is playing a short game and you're, you're going to hit a big game. creating some time and space to to for it's, your quarterback to make a pass. It, it, it's a magician's misdirection. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm glad we got there eventually. This was Aaron Rodgers is the master yeah. of it. This was supposed to be a safe space. We we made this agreement that this would be a safe space for me to hey, ask questions. Dan told me to. And mate, nobody, right. and nobody so, so. to take the mickey. And what happened was, immediately, I asked the question and was made to feel stupid. And that's why people don't ask no, questions. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Immediately, you took the mickey. We were playing. That's, how, that's why, that's why people... 
That's why people don't that give up. That was our play We were showing you a metaphor absolutely. for a play action. Absolutely not. You do we were selling you the Mickey taking when we, when we gave you the help. Yeah, this is why people don't learn. It's because people like you make it difficult for people to understand <laughs> no, what's happening. Genuinely, Berlin, the key to it all is actually to set up for a play action in exactly the same way you would for a run, yeah. but also sell it in the same way. Because yeah. if they realise that you're playing a play <laughs> action and they're going to basically destroy your quarterback. So if you give any clue on a play action that, that this is actually not a run play, you've just got your quarterback killed. Yeah, and, on, and on some quarterbacks are better at, at selling it, but it also takes the O-line to sell it. It takes the tight ends to sell it, and it even takes the wide receivers to sell it because if you basically disengage from your block too quickly, that will allow the defence to cut on. It's actually, it takes an awful lot of discipline, and it's similar to screen uh, to the screen game in that regard as well. So screen passes where you're setting up blockers in front. Next week on yeah. Coaching Corner, the screen game. Thanks, Dave. We've already got that lined up. Beautiful. We'll do that next week. Thank you, Pat. Always struggling for one for next week as well. So that's already in the bag. Beautiful work. Uh, look, shall we move on to preview part two? At Panthers, Tuesday night, midnight. One of two Tuesday evening games. Tuesday into Wednesday? Tuesday. Monday night into Tuesday morning. Monday night into Tuesday morning, yeah. Mm. Um, two, two Monday night games this week and two Monday night games next week, interestingly. Um, oh. <clears throat> yeah, so we will start with uh, the Saints at the Panthers. It's at the Bank of America Stadium, so it's at Panthers. Um, I, a couple of things that I picked out for this one... The New Orleans defence were absolutely brilliant last week, and I just wondered whether they could have a bit of a field day against Young. I just wondered whether that sort of three sacks, 10 quarterback hits, 46% quarterback pressures might just be a bit much for, for the Panthers quarterback. Dave? I, I agree. Um, I think the, the best player on the Panthers is Brian Burns, who's uh, an exceptional pass rusher. But he's, it, but just I worry about Bryce Young. I worried about him before the game because I thought he might struggle to to be able to to actually see past Rio line. Um, he used to play with great anticipation in college, but defenses will trick you at this level. And if you start trying to play with the same levels of anticipation that you did at the college game can end up throwing interceptions when you shouldn't be. Um, it, it's, it, I worry for him. Um, and I think the, the, the Saints are more than good enough with, with Carr to, to, to beat them, unfortunately. I, I, wonder whether I, Carr, I, I hope the Panthers win that. I wonder whether Carr might actually be the, the, um, the Saints' Achilles heel. Yeah, he's boring. Carr being Carr. Yeah, he's the reason they won't get much further than the playoffs. Um, but he's, he's functional enough in this division. We spoke about it last week. We... You put the Saints, I think, to be a riser. I put yeah. the Falcons because this division is absolutely garbage. But they've got a really easy schedule. Last week they had the pancake of the of the Titans, who were terrible, um, aren't they, Dave? And this week they get the worst, we'll probably see, the worst, right? one of the worst teams. That I'm I worry about Bradshung because they're, they're doing they're not doing him any favors. They, they they're not protecting him at all. The, the, the offensive line is awful, um, and he's got no one to put the ball to. He's got he's got not really got a running game. He hasn't really got an outlet at a tight end or a wide receiver that he can just like a bit of a safety blanket. So he's 
I, I like Bryce Young. I think he looks. I think he looks very poised at times. I think he looked really poised last week at times. But he, their, their team around him are not good enough. Um, it does mean that he's now having to rely on the likes of Miles Sanders and and Chuba Hubbard. Those two did pretty well last week for the Panthers. To be fair, four yards of carry for Miles Sanders, six and a half, nearly seven yards of carry for for Hubbard last week, Dave. But Dan's right. If you've got no option over the top, then you're going to start becoming over reliant on your run game very quickly, and then you're easily found out. It's not just that. Like the, the biggest, the biggest pushback on Bryce Young coming out of college was so. It's a really common question during, during the combine for teams to ask players how far they, quarterbacks in particular, obviously, uh, how far they can they, they can make a pass. And some quarterbacks will reply sixty-five yards, eighty-five yards. His reply, I believe, if this is correctly quoted, was thirty-five yards. Now, when you're already not a big guy and you can't actually throw the ball any further than 35 yards, well, that sets the depth at which the defence needs to sit in order to be able to, to take you apart. When your strengths were your anticipation over the short areas, I just, this is why I worry for him. I, I don't know how he's going to win unless he starts using his legs a hell of a lot more than he did in the college game because whilst he can run the ball, it was his poise and anticipation which got him by. So I, I do do worry for Bryce Young. I, I would not be surprised if the Panthers were picking number one next year. Wow. Wow. Um, Michael Thomas staying fit could be absolutely huge for New Orleans, couldn't it? He actually made it through an entire game. Didn't come off the field injured last week. He's had plenty of rest the <laughs> last two years. Um, but listen, Michael Thomas, and he sets the Saints up well because Alavi now can play the role Thomas used to play. And, and Thomas can really just be a safety blanket for Carr, and Carr loves... Listen, no one other than Kirk Cousins loves a shot of the sticks pass more than... Derek Carr, um, and that's why he doesn't play in Vegas anymore with Josh McDaniels. Mm. But the, the, the Saints are good; they've got a good offensive line, so Carr will be protected. And he's got, you know, he's got Jamal Williams in the backfield. They've got Alvin Kamara coming back in two games. He's he's going to be a massive add to them in the passing game and in the running game. They can probably play both of them. And if you can keep Alave and Thomas, Raheem Shahid is is playing well on the outside. He's he's a real good deep threat. He made some good plays on at the weekend. And then you've got I think is it Juwan Johnson the. Um, the tight end as well. So they've got, we spoke about last week, they've got all the firepower in the world. They're too yeah. good for the Carolina Panthers. They're too good for them. Yeah. It shouldn't, it's not even fair. Uh, right. Picks time. I don't think, um, I don't think there's going to be any big surprise where everybody's going with Dan. I, I'm going to go the Saints, but it annoys me that the NFL are putting these two games on at pretty much the same time. You know, if you're going to put two games on the same night on telly, space them out and yeah. play them back to back. Cause I've got, you've got an hour of the Saints game before the other game kicks off. It's nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, Saints for me. <laughs> I'm glad you've got to stick it to the man. Oh, and that's what yeah. you should do. Dave, who are you picking? <clears throat> nah, I feel sorry for a monk guy, Panthers. I'm definitely going Saints. <clears throat> right, got that all sorted. Uh, Cleveland Browns at Pittsburgh Steelers is the game that's just an hour later than that one. Blow it up. Um, I, there, there's, there's not a lot going for this game. Um, oh, oh, it's at Heinz Field. The, the fans were pretty good. I saw them Akershaw on Akershaw Stadium, week. you'll find. Science Field. Not Science Field anymore. Science Field. Bane, Bane killed it, and then the 49ers dropped a bomb on it last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. They were very good, weren't they? Um, I, I, uh, this I, is in Cleveland, isn't is it? Nope. it? was. I thought it was Browns and Steelers. Dave, which way around is it? It's the Browns and the Steelers. All right, cool. So, um, well, that's a, such a rare occurrence, I'm nearly speechless. Mm -hmm. So rare you that I'm play two home games back to back. right, and Dan's wrong. That never happens. I suppose um, the Pats are, aren't they, as well? Wow. Uh, who's going to go first? We're, we're obviously all absolutely 
roaring into this one, dead excited for it, got loads to say. Dave? Oh, it's just two of my favourite teams in the NFL. Like, I've, I've uh, three teams in the AFC, the Cincinnati Bengals, Bungles, the Steelers and, uh, and the Browns. Um, I don't root for them I just think they'll do okay um, so yeah um, did he call them the Cincinnati Bungles yeah, I, like that. <laughs> I did um, <laughs> let's face it it's what they looked like this last weekend but um, no I mean it, it's actually two teams that I think are on the rise Dan yeah, thinks the Steelers are yeah. uh, I, I definitely think the Browns will be um, it, it's it's an interesting one where I actually think that both defences are really good, although the Pittsburgh defence, apart from young Mr. Watt, didn't mm. exactly look great against the 49ers. Um, I don't expect either team to be facing an offensive level that they played last time. Um, yeah. Uh, for, 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 I, I find it really hard to pick a winner, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the uh, with the Steelers. I, I'll go next and say that this is one of those ties that just holds absolutely limited interest for me and therefore I haven't really got a lot to say about it. So I'm going to flip a coin. I'm going to go Steelers because they're at home. Yeah, and they always beat the Browns. It's uh, one of those unwritten rules in football. The Steelers always do a Browns. Listen, the Browns played really well. Um, they, they, they were a sort of, they were lying in the weeds a bit last year because they're the Deshaun Watts at the end of the season was was terrible, and I think last week he was probably only just a little bit better than terrible, but he was a little bit yeah, better. Second than... half he looked a bit better, but yeah, I mean, but, I, I had I had some feedback from some Browns mates of mine yeah. who were not happy I don't, with the I, fact that I said he looked better. No, he didn't. He, he ran the ball better, and I think you know he, he's elusive just better. But they've lost Jack Conklin this week, uh, so he's their right tackle. He's out, and he's a big player on their offensive line, and their offensive line is their one of their biggest strengths. It's probably the most best offensive line in the AFC. And that's where TJ Watt plays, interestingly enough, for the Steelers. So it's um really opens the door for him and he can he could probably give he's probably one of the few players that could probably chase his own Watson down in battle. One man wrecking um, crew. The Browns should win. The, the, I mean the Browns if you go if you're looking at form going into it, the Browns look really good against the Bengals, but it was in the rain. Um it was a terrible conditions and the Bengals always start really poorly, they really start really slowly, and they play terribly against the Browns. Um the Steelers don't. The Steelers play the Browns really well. This will be dirty. This will be a horrible game. My sort of game to watch. Um, all defense, all fighting. There'll be scraps going off everywhere. That those the line play will be dirty and pinching and pulling everything everywhere. Um, and you go with the Steelers in a game like that because they're horrible. Uh, okay, we've all made our picks. Um, on to the easiest decision that we'll have to make all week long. Uh, so just <laughs> not even written any notes. <laughs> neither have I. Um, look, look, but I've just I've just showed Dan this. Look, he's seen seen the notes here for. Giants at 49ers. I'll show this to the camera so you can see. Levi Stadium. <laughs> there's my there's my notes. That's just says Levi Stadium. That's it. Um, we're doing next Thursday. We're doing. I'll, I'll I'll let you know what that says in just a minute. We're doing next Thursday's game because because the podcast is now being released on a Thursday. It's probably a little bit late to preview tonight's game, so we do the following Thursday instead. So if you were looking for a preview for tonight's game, what you need to do is go back on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this and looking for the preview for tonight, and go back to last week, and you'll be able to hear our preview for tonight last week. And with yeah, eagles, it, isn't it? Oh, makes sense. Um, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't bother. It's great talking about the eagles. We'll <laughs> be hearing about it next week if they win. New York Giants at San Francisco 49ers is the game a week tonight. Um, this is going to be a horror show. 
if like me you're a Giants fan this uh, Dan's notes say oh dear Liam mm-hmm. I think they're the best team in football I yeah. think healthy they're the best offence best defence balance in the game and they are healthy and have they, they replaced really the good. Eagles for you from last season yeah they are, they definitely have I think the Eagles have got the best lines in football and that, that, I mean that, they're, they're the only even better this year believe it or not um but the 49ers, pound for pound, no one wants to play them. If yeah. they get to the playoffs in the Super Bowl in this with this lineup, they'll they'll win the they'll win the whole thing. They're, they're the best team in football. The, the Steelers aren't that bad, and they just made them look like they just dog walked them around their own stadium first week of the season. Uh, Shanahan looks like he's on top form. Purdy, you know, any doubts you had about that? That you know, is he going to be the same guy? Did people have got film on him now? It doesn't matter. He gets the ball out so quick. You you can't get you can't get a glove on him, and and he's you know Brandon he looked like he's been he's been powered up over wow. the off season. He looks like the one of the best wide receivers in football. He looks so good. You know they didn't really use Kittle. They didn't really use Samuel. Um, Christian McCaffrey just looks. I mean, he, he's incredible. I mean, what a guy. What a specimen he is. I, I just think that we the said the, are a good team. We said in the preview to that to the game last um, in the last podcast about Christian McCaffrey, and I I said that. You know, he put a thousand yards up, receiving and rushing, last season, and I thought that he might be able to go even better than that this season. And if performance in last week's game was anything to go by, it's hard to hard to argue against it, really, Dave, isn't it? CMC looks like probably the most dangerous offensive player in the league. Yeah, the running back, okay, injured. Like, he's still a running back. He's still running for the tackles. Um, he yeah. won't last for a whole season, I don't think. Also, I'm still not convinced by Brock Purdy. Um, honest, like, what he didn't really face against the Steelers was pressure up the middle. He was always coming from the edges. He was able to get the ball about how quickly. Uh, I think that's different. I think that, that, that gives you a, a massive chance. You have got, is it Lawrence in, in the middle of your defensive line? Yeah, Dexter Lawrence. Who, yeah, he tends to be able to actually squeeze that pocket. Now, if, you, if you're getting to the point where we can't actually get the ball out quickly, then I think that's when you might see uh, uh, you're actually impacting his game detrimentally. Uh, and I think that's what's needed for him. I think he, he will be one of those quarterbacks who really doesn't like pressure up the middle. Um, and I just don't think that's the Steelers' particular strength. Mm-hmm. I'm, I could be wrong. I could be getting that completely wrong. But as far as I'm aware, if I haven't got anyone who I would put into in Lawrence's category as someone who can put that pressure on that pocket. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's, a, it's a weird one for me where whilst I know full well that the, the, the Niners are in great form, Christian McCaffrey, yeah, he's a great player. Whatever. He's going to get injured. He's a running back. Um, he's not that durable. He's had a succession of injuries throughout his career. Um, the more touches he gets, um, the more he, the impact that he's on that body, the, the sooner or later, it'll, it'll come tumbling down because they, that's the nature of a beast of running back. You shouldn't yeah. have a, a bell cow running back. Eventually, ends in tears. I think they need to manage him better. I mean, they're, they're 30 points to seven up against the Steelers and he's still running the ball. They've got, running they've got, the got Elijah Mitchell. And, they've got yeah. Elijah Mitchell in the background. But then Elijah Mitchell's been been taken by injury as well. So I think they're I think they just wanted to make a statement and then they'll sort of, they have got a bit of a break, the yeah, Niners yeah. this the you know, next few weeks. They've got the Rams, I think, who they always beat. Um by week this week. Then they've got the Giants. So they've got, you know, the on a short week it's probably what they could ask for. They'll probably be three and oh and then they can probably start thinking about planning the schedule a little bit more. But yeah. last man standing, if anyone's in last man standing next week, I know you shouldn't do Thursday nights, but forty niners is the yeah, absolutely nailed on. Uh, we all picking San Francisco then? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So yes, put everybody down for San Francisco. Uh, right, that's the previews done for this week. We will move things on and uh, we will talk about bets and train. So... Last season, we decided that we were going to get a train running and we were going to take us all the way to £50,000 or something ridiculous. A million pounds. A million pounds. 15 weeks. A million. How long did it last? Ballots. Two weeks. Two weeks. Are we going again? Four, man. Because we, we bat the Chiefs in an AFC South game on the road in week two. Against the Colts, for Christ's sake. And a rookie tight end. Jags this why, week. Why are you glaring at the Jags left this side? Week. Got the Jags this week. Same, same lineup. Just saying, just picked a point on the wall, looked like he was about to go nut it. Um, <laughs> fuming, are we getting the train up and running again? Yeah, yeah but not this week. We're gonna do one not each, this though. Week. So, you, and you pick which I think the way we do this, right, is that Dave picks a train and he starts, yeah. and I start, and then you pick each week which way you want to go. So, your train is a mix of both our trains. Yeah, so at yes. the end of the season, were you right to follow me, Dave, or were you right to do what you do and pick the best of each one each week? Well, don't do what I would say is that what I learned from last season is don't do what I do, never like, follow don't me because follow you're bad Liam. Luck. You're don't bad follow luck. me, whatever happens, <laughs> you are a train do the opposite of what <laughs> I, I think, choose I think to we do. should actually bet. On the up, on, on what Liam decides, so we'll put forward our cases and then go the and opposite then, way, and, and then, we, yeah, and then okay. we'll actually keep a track of what happens when Liam the decides problem is, and we do the opposite. The problem is, I've now agreed to that, which now makes it this you know triple bluff approach. So, look, you, you two decide. Uh, bets of the week, please, Dan. Which you know, what, what would you be going for this week? Um, Bills at home against the Raiders, straight win, where we then double with the Chargers to score 21 points. Against okay. the Titans. Chucking a fiver at that. The, the Chargers have scored 92 points in the last three games and lost them all. Wow. They, I think they only have to score 25 against the Titans because they're rubbish. So yeah, that's me. Uh, Bills against Bills the Raiders. against the Raiders and Chargers over 21.5 points pays even money on Skybet. Even money on yeah. Skybet. So I'm, uh, I'm going to start the train this week. All right, good. You're starting your train this Station week. Station one off whoop, we go. Whoop. Get on board. Come on. Uh, Dave? Nah, I'm going to do another flyer bet this week. Uh, whilst it didn't work last week, I'm still going to stick with it. Uh, and I'm going to go for three anytime touchdown scorers, and I'm going to go with Derek Henry. I'm going to go with Richardson. I'm not going to go with Hawkinson because he's playing tonight, although I would have done normally. Uh, and I'm just basically going to go instead with Justin Fields because I do think that they, he, they, the Bears are going to need more points in the next game. Uh, so, yeah, Justin Fields, Kip Richardson of the Colts, and Derek Henry all to score an end time touchdown and that comes in at 17 to 1 oh Dave thank you very much right okay so we will put those up on social media for you we are fast running out of time on utter punts in fact I'm pretty sure it's almost seamless that was wasn't it it was almost like, like you've got a producer I, it was week. almost like I was desperately trying to get the producer to press the button about 30 <laughs> seconds before he actually pressed the button that's the two minute warning uh, i didn't hear anything no what <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> oh my days um <laughs> uh, give me strength uh, it is time for punt of the week i'm going first uh you two can go second and third mine is jared goff he's my oh, utter punt of the week jared goff hasn't thrown an interception in 359 attempts because he plays boring, risk-free football. And it's not what I want. It's not what I want it's as an American really football like fan. Him. He just I, beat the Chiefs. No, I don't care. I want a little bit more risky. I want to see something brilliant. And you okay. can't do something brilliant by playing risk-free football. So stop flirting with history. Stop trying to take that record and start playing some proper American football. Jared Goff, utter punt. 
Damn. His, la- his last two games, he just beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field in his last game in Green Bay, and he just beat Can- Can- Mahomes in Kansas City. <laughs> Give him a break. No. What <laughs> do you want him to do? He's <laughs> um, nominee. Let what? it roll. Let it roll. Yeah, I, I agree. He's, he's, he's an argumentative. He also, did he, is he the one that didn't know where the sun came up? That yeah. was he got front in hard knocks. Yeah. He didn't know which where the sun came up. Yeah. It's, but credit yeah, where it's due, because it, not only did he not know where the sun Historic came up, he also couldn't actually like describe how you should behave when one of your friends is getting into a fight. Um, <laughs> and yet now he's spent so time with Dan Campbell, I think he's become a man. It's like Dan Campbell's not just his coach. It's his, it's his football dad. Jared Goff, like Super, Super Bowl yeah. MVP. See, the only yeah. reason that, that Kino likes you is if you are a bit of a punt. Like, you've yeah, you got to have that about you, like otherwise it. he doesn't like you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so maybe I'm right. Dan, who's your utter punt of the week? I, I, uh, I like you two. Yeah, well, I mean... Oh, it says it all. It says everything that needs to be said. <laughs> Dan, who are you going with? So I'm going to go for all the people that went to the bar in Wisconsin that was offering free tabs if the Jets lost when Rogers started the game, right? So they offered it at the start of the season when, when Rogers left to go to the Jets, and they said, whenever the Jets are on prime time, if the Jets lose and Rogers starts the game, it's, your tab's free, Right. So, obviously, a quarter, five minutes into this game, that bar gets real full, real quick. Everyone's turned oh, up because awesome. he started the game and he's just gone out. And they are living it up. There's there's tequila shots going down. There's slammers I everywhere. Love for it. like, you know, we're talking... More wings. Talking a four-hour game without injury break. This is going up And they're going in and in and in and in. And then it happens, doesn't it? <laughs> They've got, you've got local news turning up halfway through half time to film it. And all these people going, oh, you know, I don't mind Aaron Rodgers, but I'm thinking with my wallet tonight. And then Sophia Gibson runs a punt back and kills it. And the bar just goes, dum. Oh, and and you can see really people with their heads <laughs> fishing in the back pockets for the credit cards. Oh, deserve just, what you get. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, Dave, your choice? Well, I'm stuck between two, both are quarterbacks. I'm half tempted to go with Josh Allen for doing the opposite of Jaron Goff and. Uh, playing football that Liam would love, where he forces the ball down the middle of the field for four turnovers and at the end of the game cries because he wasn't able to control his own instincts and throw the ball down the field. I've got to throw, man. Um, or Kirk Cousins for, for being... I know he's going to win this one, though. But I'm, I'm, just because I feel like I should cut... Cut no, some slack. No, you don't. you don't feel like that really? at all. What <laughs> you're trying to do is you're trying to kowtow to what society thinks that you should be like. Don't be yourself, Dave. You you have I, the freedom I, I, to do I, whatever I really you want not. to do. I'm, I'm, cu- I'm just kind of hedging in case a miracle happens this evening. Uh, I don't know. It's like, not happening. So, so, so someone spikes the eagle's water with ketamine, and so like they're only playing at half pace. I don't know. That's an oddly specific thing to say. Uh, not another paid people yeah. to do that. Where are um, you, Dave? <laughs> what, where um, are you? Not, not in Philadelphia. It's <laughs> the right answer. <laughs> um, but not in. So yeah, I'm. 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 I, I think I'm. Uh, the name of the program. I'm, 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 I'm going to go with Kerr. Yeah. Just, 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 just Kerr. Stop it, man. Like, it's been the same since you arrived. Like, you, you, you're a nice guy, but no one will ever win anything with you 
being rigid about who you go to therapy with. That's right. I've watched quarterback, and now I know what the problem is. Will you get rid of your therapist who's far too into Freud, get someone who's a bit more not going to make you live in your own head every time you make a mistake because that's what he's doing to you. Oh, let's think about where you went wrong. No, forget about it, mate. The whole point of being a great leader is the ability to forget about your mistakes and move on and carry on leading. So when you're wallowing in the misery because of someone who you're paying in order to do this to you, no wonder you're crippling yourself and no wonder you're crippling the teams you play for and no wonder you get your coaches fired. Snap out of it. Stop going to your therapist and go and do something useful with your time. Also, start working on Tuesdays. The fact that you take every Tuesday off is outrageous. No other quarterback in the league does it. Stop being an utter punt. Thank you. We will see you next week on Utter Punt.